Hallelujah. Are you happy today? Yeah. I think I'm, I have it all. Right? Okay, let's, 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 uh, let's go to the Word of God. Word of God. Let's go to the Word of God. Okay, we've been, we started a series called The Ministry of the Holy Spirit last week. And we're going to go deeper into that. Uh, and I hope that at the end of this series, you will want, you will, you will desire the gift. That's what the Holy Spirit wrote through the Apostle Paul. And Paul encouraged us to desire the gift. He even used this word, covet, the gift. So we're going to be speaking about it. But the first foundation I want to lay, it's in John chapter 16, verse 7. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise you in this place, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we welcome you this morning. We need you. We need you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for being with us, Holy Spirit. John chapter 16. Let me find it. Okay. And it reads like this, verse 7. It's very important. It says, Jesus, these are Jesus' words. It says, but I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Who is this counselor? The Holy Spirit. Uh, the other version, I think, is the New King James Version reads, It is for your advantage that I might go away. Why? Because Jesus was physically present with us. And once he departed, he was going through the Holy Spirit to be with us and in us. It makes a big difference when the life of the Spirit flows out of your heart, the Holy Spirit. So it is for our good that the Holy Spirit was Sent to us. Amen. And this is every time we speak about the Holy Spirit, uh, it's inevitable, inevitable, inevitablemente, inevitable. I had to say it in Spanish. Inevitable, we go into the gift of the Spirit because it's the way He manifests through us. And this subject of the gift of the Spirit, it, it's been uh, very conflictive in the church. A lot of, uh, I say this respectfully, a lot of denominations have uh, started because they have these differences in beliefs. And most of the difference were about the gift of the Holy Spirit. And let me add something, something else. Sadly, it's just a couple things a couple doctrinal points that divided the church. When we have a bond that is stronger than that, and that bond is the blood of Christ. 
I mean, it's just, it's just one topic no one has any discussion about is that Christ died for us, that he shed his blood, that he was resurrected, he's seated with, with, with the Father, amen, and we are his family. If we talk to, I mentioned Baptists, Methodists, Lutherans, uh, Pentecostals, Catholics, we share the same belief. So inst instead of growing in what we have in common, we have divided in the things that we, 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 we not agree upon. Okay? So anyways, so why is it so important? And let me tell you this another point. Jesus himself needed the Holy Spirit to, to, to perform the miracles that he performed. This will be another topic. But Jesus was a man under the power of the Holy Spirit. Every miracle we see Jesus perform in the Bible was a gift of the Holy Spirit in operation in his life. And we're going to go through that. Jesus couldn't come as God and died as God because then Satan would have said, it's not fair because I defeated a man in the garden. So to regain righteousness, another man had to die. So Jesus was a man like you and I. In fact, in John 14... If you go with me, John 14 is just a couple, just a pages away. He says this in, 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 verse, in verse 12. He says, I tell you the truth again. It's funny that he used the same sentence. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. And then he says, he will do even greater things than this, because I am going to the Father. So Jesus let us know that we are supposed to be doing even greater things than the ones he performed when he walked on the earth. Amen? So the Holy Spirit was given for our advantage, and, we, and, and us with the Holy Spirit are expected to do greater things than the things Jesus did. So what kind of things are you talking about, Alan? Healing the sick? Raising the dead? What else? Huh? Feeding. Feeding? Miracles? Miracles? The gift of, that was the gift of working of miracles? The five loaves and the two fishes? Amen? We're supposed to do greater things. Amen? We are living in the church era. And the church era is characterized by the presence of the Holy Spirit among us and in us. We should be living the miracles of the book of Acts. Those things, and I can argue with anyone, haven't ceased like some believe. That's a misunderstanding of Scripture. That the, some gifts ceased. Okay, we're going to get into that. This is going to take us like five months, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> five weeks, okay? Anyways, so, okay. So, the Bible speaks about gift, and I'm getting, that was just an introduction. Okay? This is another point. 
each one of us have at least one gift. Look to your neighbor and say, I'm gifted. I want to hear you say it, come on. Look to your neighbor and tell her or tell him, I'm gifted. And listen, you are gifted. Anybody, no one can call Jesus Lord but by the Holy Spirit. So the moment you made that prayer, it has to be the Holy Spirit in you, moving you to say, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me for my sins. I give you my life. Lord, I call you my Lord and my Savior. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 14, no one can call Jesus Lord if not by the Spirit. So that tells me that the Spirit is already in you. And when the Spirit comes, He brings gifts with us. You're excited, Michael. I can see in your face. <laughs> Hallelujah. And look what said, this, this is 1 Peter 4.10. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation that reads, God, this is 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. God has given gift to each of you from His great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. Amen. Look to your neighbor and tell her or tell him, I'm gifted. <laughs> I'm gifted. Yes, yes, you're gifted. Amen. Each one of us have a gift. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Now I'm going to get into this. Okay. And then we're going to finish. Right? Ephesians 4. So we've been talking about the gift. These are the gift. These are what is called ministry gifts. Ephesians 4. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4. And let me tell you something, folks. You are so gifted. You are so gifted. It says, verse 7, But to each of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned. This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. So, and then he says, this is, this, then we go to verse 11. He says, It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Who, who, what gifts are these? These are, what it, these are called ministry gifts. Some of us, these gifts are not for the whole body. These gifts are the gift of Jesus. Jesus poured these gifts into certain people he is not a respecter of person. He just ch choose some people to perform this ministry gift. Why? So we can grow into the unity of the Son of God. And he gave some to be apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists. I know I have a gift, a ministry gift, never asked for it, never wanted it. Here's my wife. She's a witness. My pastor kept pushing me, Alan, 
you have a gift. Uh, no, I don't. Alan, you have a gift. No, I don't think so. I, there's a calling in your life. Mm, I don't want it. Oh, uh, Because for me, the idea of renouncing to my whole life plan and to be the Wall Street king was greater than preaching the gospel. But finally, I gave up. Jesus wrestled me, and he pinned me, right? That's how you call it. <laughs> Here I am. Amen. So I have a calling. But let me tell you something. There's some of you here that also are called to an office of God. I can name names, but I will, lift, I will create a spiritual war if I say it before time. But there's some of you here that have definitely a calling to the office of pastor and, and, and teachers. I can guarantee you. There are some families here in this church. Actually, they're seated here today that I can guarantee you, by the Spirit of God, they have a calling in their life. Amen? So, you know who you are. I encourage you. Get your feet wet. In Jesus' name. Amen? So, these are the, the gift of Jesus. Now, we're going into the gift of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12. Glory. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 12. I have a homework for you. Homework. And the homework is go home and you have a whole week. Read carefully. 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 13, and 1 Corinthians 14. Okay? Read it carefully. Read it carefully. Read it again and again and again so we can understand this. Why? Why? L listen how Paul starts this chapter. He says, Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. What a statement. Now concerning the spiritual gifts, brethren, I want you, I don't want you to be ignorant. That word ignorant means with lack of understanding, not knowing what it's all about. Paul, in other words, is I want you to be experts in this subject. I, it's, this subject is so important that I want you to be experts in the subject of the spiritual gift. If each one of you have a gift, we better know what gift we have, and we better know how to operate, operate that gift. Amen? Are you excited as I am? Hallelujah. Yes. So what are the gifts of the Spirit? If you keep reading, and I have a list of them. It says, you know that when you were pagans, well, we, we were, you were never pagans, so this is not for you. So it goes here into verse uh, verse seven. Now to each one of them, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Why are the gift of the Spirit given? For the common good. There's a gift in Bill that is not in me, and I need his gift in my life. 
Amen. There's a gift in Eric that I don't have. And I need it. God gave some of us certain gift, and he gave the rest of us another gift. So what? So we can find common good. Amen. That's important. And that's why this famous chapter of, of 1 Corinthians 13, the chapter of love, Paul had to emphasize in love because without love, the gift won't function. One function. If I don't love you, the Holy Spirit is not going to use me to bless your life through a gift. Are you understanding me? Mm-hmm. It's very important. It's the, the key here is love. The key in this is love. That I love you. If I truly love you, but not the emotional, not the eros kind of love. But the love that love without expecting anything in return. If I truly love you, then the Holy Spirit have an outlet to manifest to you. To manifest his presence to that person through you. Okay, so let's get into this. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gift of healing by the one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits or discernment of spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he gives them to each one. Just as he determines. Who is the one giving the gifts? The Holy Spirit. What did you do? How can I earn a gift? There's nothing you can do about it. It's a gift. It's a gift. You can, there's nothing I can do to earn the gift. I can qualify myself to receive one. How? Loving. Loving, loving, loving. The, loving, the more loving you are, the more you qualify yourself for the Spirit to flow through your life. I remember just a few... Six, eight months ago, I was in my praying and fasting. This is, between, don't tell anyone, just between you and I. And Lord, I see so much need, Lord. I need the gift. I'm, I'm fasting. I'm going to pay the price, Father. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. By the way, the Holy Spirit don't speak. Uh, he's not in the physical realm. So he speak. I can explain this. He speak here. In your heart. We hear in the spirit world, we hear with our heart. We don't hear with our ears. Okay? So I felt impressed. In other words, he told me, hey, I don't want you to pay prices, but I don't want your flesh in the midst of my anointing. Meaning, I don't want your pride. I don't want you boasting because I perform a miracle through you, amen, it's not about paying the price. It's, it's, it's about loving people. If we truly love, he will manifest through you, amen, hallelujah. So, the same spirit, he gives the, he gives the gift as, as, as he determines. So, what are the gifts? Quickly, I have a few, few more minutes. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirits. These are called revelation gifts. 
when there are, okay, let me, let me rephrase. The gift of the Spirit are nine gifts of the Spirit. And they are, they go in three categories. The first category is called revelation gift. The second are called power gifts. And the third one are called inspiration gift. Okay. Revelation gift, they reveal something, present, future, or something that is inside people's hearts that we will, ha we will have no way to know other, other, otherwise. So the revelation gift are the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discernment of spirits. I'm going to go through all of these, okay? Then, then are the power gifts. The power gift, we have the gift of faith, the gift of healings, and the working of miracles. And then we have what they call what are called the inspiration gifts. And these are the prof, gift of prophecy, gift of tongues. This is not has nothing to do with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is very important. And the gift of interpretation of tongues. Okay? So those are the nine gifts of the Spirit. And it's very important to mention this. The inspiration gifts, they usually manifest during corporate worship. And their purpose, I have in my notes, is exhortation, edification, and comfort. Okay? Hallelujah. So why are we doing this, Alan? Because I want you to understand and realize and discover the, the gift that is in you. As we study the gift and we learn what each one of them are, you will realize that, hey, I experienced that. I was reading, I was reading an account of, of a, a lady that sat with the minister and says, uh, Mr. Minister, I had to confess something. Yes, I think I'm a witch. A witch? Why do you say that? And she said, because one day I was praying. And while, while I, I prayed, I saw a vision. And in that vision, I saw my neighbor going to the lake to fish. And then I, uh, I saw when he pulled his boat uh, into the lake, and I saw when one of his kids tried to uh, reach the other side of the boat, and the, bo the boat capsized. That's how you call it? And they drowned. So when I saw that, I started calling everybody. So I finally called the, the, the police. And the police thought that I was crazy because I was telling them that I see this like daydream. So finally they agreed. They went to the place and guess what happened? They found the bodies. Am I a witch? No, sister, you're not. What took place is that you operate in the gift of the spirit. What is that gift? Okay, thank you for asking. It's the word of wisdom. That's the first gift. Quickly, I'm just going to define them and we're going to get into this. Okay? I just want to remind you this. I just want to remind you. This is very important. How can I say this? I want you to, ask, I want you to learn and to know what the gifts are. Okay? The reason why some of our denominations avoid the gifts, and I understand, is because 
some of these gifts must be regulated. What was Paul challenged with the church of Corinth? The Corinthians. They were powerful church in the gift, but they were so immature. So immature. Because they thought that because they flow in certain gifts, they were better than the other. And Paul had to keep saying, hey, that's where he used the allegory of a body. That every member in the body is as important as the rest of them. There's no one more important than others in the body of Christ. And that was, that was Paul's challenge with that church in, in Corinthians. The Corinthians, they were, they were proudful. They were immature. You know, when they celebrated communion, back then, I guess they feast when they celebrate communion. Here, all I got is a little tiny piece of a... But those guys, they have big meals. So people will come. Well, let's, let's gather and let's celebrate communion. So they will, they will grab a plate and will pork chops, uh, chicken, steak, and they're gonna go, they will go to the table seated and ate. And then here come Alan. He came late because he was working so hard. <laughs> hey, there's no food for me. Those kind of issues. Who ate all the food? The guys... Sorry, the guys on the corner, and not, not only they ate all the food, they were drunk. Because they will grab the wine and, salute, my friend. <laughs> read read the, the Corinthians. They, they, they were just carnal people. So Paul had to address, how do we take communion? And then he also had to address how we relate with the gift of the Spirit. Because they will have people... Uh, have an utterance in other tongues, but if you're going to have an utterance in other tongues, you must have an interpreter. And if you don't have an interpreter, the spirit of the prophet submits to the prophet. Then, in other words, keep quiet. I remember we were in a church in Honduras, and there was this minister that would come and visit each year. He's actually from Nebraska. I don't remember the city. He's like 80 years old, and I was his interpreter. So we were, we were, he was preaching, I was interpreting, and I saw this happen two or three times. And all of a sudden, a lady will get up of her pew, and she will start giving an utterance in other tongues. And, you know, if I say, I can say in Spanish, for you it's going to be another tongue. Okay. So she will say, ah, oh, gloria a Dios en las alturas, and, and, make, and she will make this big noise. And it sounds so holy. But this minister, he was a seasoned minister. And he said, sister, do you have an interpretation of that tongue? And she said, no, sit down, please. Why? Because there are certain gifts that must be regulated. Prophecy as well. Then other time with this same guy, we were preaching, and a lady just, I don't know what's with ladies. We'll, we call him, there's nothing about you ladies, okay? Okay, no. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, okay? Let me, let me. And this other, he was a lady, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know how to say it. She get up right there where she is, and she's preaching, and she start worshiping God out loud. 
And he looks at me and he says, Alan, I say, yes, sir. The Holy Spirit will never interrupt himself. Okay, go and pray for her. And I'm thinking, I knew what he, he meant. Go and deliver her. <laughs> and I, I'm thinking, why me? You go. So I went. Father, in the name of Jesus, right there, the Holy Spirit showed me she was operating in a witchcraft uh, spirit influence. So she was just trying to uh, distract the church. So I say, you all, you spirit of witchcraft, come out of her in the name of Jesus. You know what happened? She started throwing up, got in the floor, and they had to pull her out of the place. She was under the influence of a demon spirit. But if we don't know, folks, if we don't know how the spirit operates, then we, we fall in, in the trap. And then we think, oh, that person is so great. Oh, look the, how, how the spirit used him or her, and she might be operating under another influence. That's why we have to read 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, that we might understand, like Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Brother, I don't want you to be ignorant about the gifts, so no one can deceive you. So I understand, I, 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 I have uh, Baptist uh, 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 preacher friends, and they told me, Alan, right out of the bat, when somebody comes to my church and start trying, uh, you know, giving an utterance in other tongues, right out of the bat, I say, oh, 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 not here. Why? Because if people is immature, they're going to create confusion in the church. And if you read, once you read uh, 1 Corinthians 14, you will realize that Paul says, because God is a God of order. Amen? So that's the whole confusion about some of the gifts. Unfortunately, some of us, some of, some of us members of the body of Christ, we have been very immature and, I say this respectfully, carnal when, when, when uh, discussing the topic of flowing or operating in the gift of the Spirit. Amen? That helped me. Listen, I've been studying this topic Oh boy, I praise God for that because I learned so much about it. I mean, to be compassionate and to be loving. And tell me, Lee, I don't judge anyone. I don't judge anyone. Amen? Okay, happy face. I'm with you. I pray for you, happy face. Okay. So, okay, revelation gift, gift God reveals something. Word of wisdom. The word of wisdom is a revealing of a future event. Amen? So we have, for example, Daniel, we have Joseph, we have David, we have Ezekiel 38 that Millie was teaching us about. Those prophets were operator, operating under the gift of the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom will show you a word. It's going to give you a glimpse. It's going to give you a clue of an event that is going to take place in the future. Why did God give us the Holy Spirit? Why did God give us the Holy Spirit? Let me ask you something. Will God give you something that is, that is going to hurt you? No. It's for your good and mine. It's for our advantage. If I, if I receive a gift from any of you, I'll, will, I'll be gladly open it. Why? Because I know there's something good out of it. Because you love me. Amen? 
So when God gave us a gift, I received his gift because he's given me the gift for my good, for my advantage. He doesn't want me to be defeated. He wants me to be on top. He wants us to be the head, not the tail. He wants us to be first, not last. He wants us to be strong and healed. That's why he gave us the gift. Amen. I invite you. I, I really encourage you to acknowledge the gift of God, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And as we go, you're going to start learning how, which gift flows in your life. And when you discover that, brother and sister, don't neglect the gift. Amen? Don't do it. When we pray here every Thursday, we, have, we see the gift operating. Oh, yes. We pray because what? As we exercise them, they start flowing and flowing and flowing ever more, more and more. Amen? So, word of wisdom, something that is going to happen in the future. Word of knowledge, it's when God, through the Spirit, reveal a fact that is in existence, a present event. Remember the story in Elisha? Elijah, if you want to, uh, uh, this is, I'm going to finish with the discernment spirit today. Uh, an example of the gift of word of knowledge will be Elisha in, in 2 Kings 6. The, the king of Assyria says, now who of you is betraying us here? Because every move we make, it seems like the Israelites know where we're going to go. No, I want you. To, I want to. I want to. I want to know the king of Assyria. Say, I want to know who is giving our information to the Israelite army. And one soldier says, "No, my king, none of us. There's a prophet in Israel that even the things that you speak in your chamber, he will hear and tell the king of Israel." What was what gift was in operation in Elisha? The word of knowledge. You will know people have come to me and tells me, Alan, what you pray was exactly what I needed. How did you know? I said, I didn't know. I just fell impressed to pray for that. And I didn't know that that's a situation you're currently going through. How could I know a gift of God flowing in my life because of me? No, because of you. You are the recipient of the, of, you are the, the recipient of the gift, of the benefit of it. God loves you so much that he's willing to use me. <laughs> Amen. Through a gift. Amen. Amen. The gift of knowledge. I quickly share an experience. I, had a, I worked for a company, and that was years ago. And my boss was super sweet with me, always. He was so encouraging. He was so sweet. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, he would call me, how's he going? How are you? and that. And then I remember the company launched a new uh, program for their, for their corporate customers. So what they did is they brought the uh, upper management and they will go visit certain key accounts. So I was mid-management mid, mid and a guy from upper management will go with me. We're going to visit certain accounts. So my boss will come but he didn't visit customers with me. He visited customers with a beautiful, precious young girl that was in other department. Okay? A week passed by, and I noticed my boss 
changed his attitude with me. He don't, he don't call me anymore. He was very, uh, uh, yes, no, okay, bye-bye. I said, man, is he upset with me? I wonder if I've done something wrong. Anyways. So one morning, like every morning, I was praying, Lord, and I said respectfully this, we're going to get into that. I re- when I received Christ, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't ask for it, but I received speaking other tongues. So I was trained to pray in my heavenly language. Do I pray in tongues in front of people? No. Why not, Alan? Because it won't be any benefit that I pray and you don't understand what I'm saying. Right? So I'm praying in my prayer place, Lord, and I'm praying in my spiritual language, when suddenly, boom, I see in the spiritual realm, you don't see with your physical eyes. You see with your heart. Same way you hear with your heart. And I see in my heart, my boss, in his big desk, planning to remove me from my place and bring the young gal into my place so he can have access to her. You know where, you know. So, oh my gosh. Now I know why he's been so indifferent with me. He was planning to move me because he wanted this girl to be in my place so he could be her straight boss. So why did the Holy Spirit allow me or why did he use that gift in my life? To do what? To prevent something that could be harmful for us, our financial life, our stability, a lot of things. The Holy Spirit used the gift of the word of knowledge to show me something that was taking place that I couldn't notice it or discover it in other ways. So what did I do? Father, in the name of, I'm going to pray now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, it is written in your word that you're going to supply. Lord, no weapon formed against me will prosper. And Father, I pray even for my boss. Father, let him not fall into temptation, Father. In the name of Jesus. A week by, a week passed by after that event. And then my boss was the same guy he used to be. Sweet. I don't know what happened between him and this relationship that he was trying to establish. Obviously didn't work through because of my prayer. I mean, but I saved my job, etc. So what was that? A gift flowing through me. A lot of times you're facing circumstances and you don't know where this trouble is coming from. You don't know what, what is causing this conflict in your house, in your marriage. What about your kids, your grandchildren? They're going through so much. We don't know why. Well, ask God to show you what's going on. Why am I dealing with this uh, health issue? Over and over and over and over and over again. Why am I dealing with this marriage problem? Why, am I, why my daughter or my son is going rep- repetitively through the same process? He goes out, he comes back. He goes out, he comes back. What's taking place? You need to know so you can open your mouth and pray against whatever is causing the problem. But the only way we can know is that this Holy Spirit will show us what is taking place in the spiritual realm so we can address those issues. The gift of God. Did I tell you that each one of you have a gift? 
Tell the look at your neighbor and tell him or tell her, I'm gifted. I want to hear you. You're gifted. Yes, you are gifted. Amen. You're gifted. Last, last one. Last one. Discernment of spirits. The discernment of spirits. This is the last of the, the, what is called the revelation gift, and I'm closing with this. The discernment of spirits is the ability to see a spirit that motivates a human being, good or bad. Enables us to appraise motives. This is a wonderful gift. Enable us to appraise motives. Acts 18, and I'm closing with this. Let's go to your Bible, Acts 18. And like I tell you last week, while you get to Acts 18, the gift has been given to us so we can succeed in every, every, E-V-E-R-Y, every realm of life. We used, we, usually we're thinking that the life of the Spirit has solely to be to do with the church. But no. God wants you to succeed, to be successful in every realm of life. Is it your job? Is it your marriage? Is it your kids? Is it your relationships? In everyone, the Holy Spirit is available for every realm of life. Not only for the church. Oh, maybe I'm not flowing in the Spirit because I'm not evangelizing. That's nothing to do with it. If you do, you'll see them prompt more. But it's for every realm of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I'm getting excited, but I have to quit. I'm going to pray for happy face. 18. Did I say 18 or 8? I'm sorry. Go to the 8. eight. I need the Holy Spirit. Okay. Acts 8. No, let's go to Acts 13. I promise you that's the right one. Verses 9 and 10. He says, But Elimas, the sorcerer, for that is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. Okay, you can read the, 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 the context. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elimas and said, You are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind, and for a time you will be unable to see the light of the sun. So if you read this, the context, they, there was someone... Uh, trying to divert the proconsul from receiving the word of God and, from, and for allowing Paul to do the mission that he was assigned to do. How could Paul know, how, Paul, how did Paul know that this is the guy who was doing that? The Bible says he was full of the Holy Spirit. So through a gift of the Spirit, he could discern the motives in a person. Okay. Wouldn't you like to have this gift? You can discern people and their motives. Oh, man, I will. Oh, boy. Because, you know, it's hard to know 
what's the right, what's the, what's the, the heart of a person when they approach to you? Let's say close a business deal or you don't, we never know what, what people, what, wonder what they're after. Have you ever had that question? I wonder what they're trying to do. But through the gift of discernment of spirits, we can know the true motives in a people, in a person's heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm closing. And Lord, I thank you. And my prayer over you is this one. That you will desire the gift. My prayer is that we won't deal with the gift of the Spirit from a fearful perspective. Oh, I don't understand them. Yeah, I don't understand them neither. They're not supposed to be. We know how to operate, but we're not supposed to have all the information. It's, it, they are being given freely to us by the Holy Spirit. He is the giver of the gift. Amen? So my, my prayer over your life is that you will desire the gift because the gift were given for your advantage and my advantage. Instead of, oh, no, no, those tongues, uh, no. And by the way, if you, if, like I say, somebody told me, I, read, I heard your message, and when you got to the point of the assemblies of God, I, I chuckle. I say, well, you know what? Uh, I shouldn't say that. I apologize. But this is not about we, Palestine Christian, being certain denominations or changing to certain denominations. There's nothing about that. We're Christian church. And the idea is that we understand the gifts. So when they come, if they come and they want to manifest, we're going to receive them because we know that God gave us the gift for our advantage. Amen. Hallelujah. So you're going to, and yeah. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the gift of the Spirit. Holy Spirit, welcome. Holy Spirit, thank you. Father God, thank you. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You knew what we would need in this present world. You, you knew the challenges we, we were going to encounter in our daily life, the temptations, Lord, the struggles to sustain our beliefs, Lord, the struggles, Father, to, to, to stand in our position as believers, the struggles to, to, to realize what is wrong and what is, what is right, Father. You knew all of that, Lord, and that's why you gave us the Holy Spirit. You gave us the gift of the Spirit that we might receive power, that we might receive power that we might, might be able to succeed in every realm of life. And Lord, my prayer over this congregation is, Father, that we're, we, we're not going to be fearful about the gift of the Spirit, that we, we're going to understand the gift of the Spirit, and we're going to embrace the gift that you have given us, Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your gift, the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen.